0: Poem of the Man, God, Book 1, Number 97, The Call of Matthew. This morning I was thinking again of what you said yesterday when I read the vision to you. You were simply astonished, and I told Jesus, who was near me. He replied to me, That is why I give them. You cannot imagine how joyfully I brighten up for my true friends. I thus give myself to my Romaldo for his joy, love, and help, and because I see him. I had no secrets for John. I have none for the Johns. Tell old John that I give him so much peace and a good catch of fish. No catch for you. I give you only the womanly work of interlacing nets with the thread that I give you. Work, go on working, and do not be upset if you have no time for anything else. Everything is in this work. And do not take it amiss if I do not come and say to you, Peace to you. One greets when one arrives or departs, but when people are always together, they do not greet one another. To stay permanently is peace. My permanence is. And I am not your guest. You are actually in my arms, and I never let you down for a moment. I have so much to tell you about my mortal days. However well, I will make you happy today. And I say to you, may my peace be with you. Almost immediately afterwards, I see the following vision. We are once again in the market square in Caparnum, But it is warmer today. The market is already over, and in the square there are only a few idlers chatting and some children playing. Jesus, in the middle of his group, is coming from the lake towards the square, caressing the children who come to meet him and taking an interest in their little snippets of news. A little girl shows a large bleeding scratch on her forehead and accuses her little brother of doing it. "'Why did you hurt your sister? You should not do that,' says Jesus." I didn't do it on purpose. I wanted to pick those figs and I took a stick, but it was too heavy and it fell on her. I wanted to pick them also for her. Is that true, Johanna? Yes, it is. Well, then you can see that your brother did not want to hurt you. On the contrary, he wanted to make you happy. So make peace at once and give each other a kiss. Good little brothers and sisters and all good children must never bear a grudge. Come on. The two weeping children kiss each other. They are both crying, one because of the suffering of the scratch, the other because he is sorry that he caused the pain. Jesus smiles at the kisses sprinkled with big tears. Well, now that I see you are being good, I will pick the figs for you, and without a stick. No wonder. Tall as he is, with such long arms, Jesus can do it without any trouble. He picks and hands them out. A woman rushes to the spot. Take them, take them, master. I'll bring you some bread at once. No, not for me. They are for Johanna and Toby. They wanted them. And you have troubled the master? Oh, how troublesome they are. Forgive them, my lord. Woman, there was peace to be made, and I got them to make it with the very object of their war, with figs. Children are never a nuisance. They like sweet figs, and I? I like their sweet, innocent souls. They take so much bitterness away from me. Master, it's the gentry who don't love you, but we poor people, we do, and they are very few, whereas we are so many. I know, woman. Thanks for your encouragement. Peace be with you. Good-bye, Johanna. Good-bye, Toby. Be good, do not harm each other, and bear no ill will, all right? Yes, Jesus, answer the children. Jesus walks away, and he says, smiling, Now that, with the help of figs, we have cleared the sky of all clouds. We are going to... Where do you think we're going? The apostles do not know. Some mention one place, some another, but Jesus shakes his head every time and laughs. Peter says, I am giving up, unless you tell us. I'm in a bad mood today. You did not see him, but when we were coming off the boat, there was Eli, the Pharisee, and he was green with envy, more than ever, and the way he looked at us. Let him look. Eh, that's all we can do, but I can assure you, Master, that two figs won't be enough to make peace with him. What did I say to Toby's mother? I made peace with the very object of their war, and I will try to make peace by paying my respects to the eminent people in Capernaum, since they feel that I offended them. So someone else will be happy. Who? Jesus does not answer the question, and he goes on. Probably I will not be successful because they are not willing to make peace. But listen, if in all contests the wiser of the two would give in, and instead of persisting in wanting to be right, he came to an agreement, even sharing equally what, I would also admit, might belong to him by full right, the situation would be a better and more holy one. People are not always harmful on purpose. Sometimes one does harm without wishing to. You must always consider that and forgive. Eli and the others are convinced that they are serving God with justice by acting as they do. With patience and perseverance, and with humility and good grace, I will endeavor to persuade them that new times have come, and that God now wants to be served according to my teaching. Good grace is the shrewdness of an apostle. Perseverance is his weapon. His example and prayers for those to be converted are his success." They arrive at the square. Jesus goes straight to the taxation counter where Matthew is making up his accounts and shaking the coins, which he divides into various denominations and puts into bags of different colors, and then into a metal coffer, which two servants are waiting to take elsewhere. As soon as the shadow of Jesus' tall figure appears on the bench, Matthew looks up to see who is the late taxpayer. And in the meantime, Peter, pulling Jesus by his sleeve, says, There is no payment to be made master what are you doing but jesus does not listen to him he stares at matthew who has risen to his feet immediately in a reverent attitude a further piercing glance but it is not the glance of a severe judge as the last time it is a glance of a call and love it enraptures him and fills him with love matthew blushes he does not know what to do or what to say matthew son of alpheus Your hour is striking. Come, follow me, orders Jesus majestically. I, Master, Lord, but do you know who I am? I am saying that for your sake, not for mine. Come, follow me, Matthew, son of Alpheus," He repeats more kindly. Oh, how can I have found grace before God? I, I, Matthew, son of Alpheus, I have seen into your heart. Come, follow me. The third invitation is almost a caress. Oh, at once, my Lord. And Matthew, weeping, comes out from behind the counter without bothering to pick up the coin spread over it or to close the coffer. Nothing. Where are we going, my Lord? He asks when he is near Jesus. Where are you taking me? To your house. Will you give hospitality to the Son of Man? Oh, but but what will those who hate you say? I listen to what is said in heaven, and they are saying there, Glory be to God for a sinner who is being saved. And the Father says, Mercy will rise forever in heaven and will hover over the earth. And since I love you with an eternal perfect love, I will have mercy also on you. Come, and with my coming, as well as your heart, may also your house be sanctified. I have already purified it because of a certain hope I had in my heart, but I could not reasonably believe it might come true. Oh, I, with your holy friends. And he looks at the disciples. Yes, with my friends. Come, I am joining you together. Be like brothers. The disciples are so amazed that they have not yet been able to utter one word. In a group, they have walked behind Jesus and Matthew in the bright sunshine in the square, where there is not a soul left, and then for a short distance along a street which is burning in the blazing sun. There is not a soul in the streets. There is nothing but sunshine and dust. They go into a house, a beautiful house with a large front door opening onto the road. There is a cool, shady hall, beyond which I can see a large yard cultivated as a garden. Come in, my master. Bring water and drinks. The servants immediately bring what was requested. Matthew goes out to give instructions while Jesus and his disciples refresh themselves. He then comes back. "'Come now, Master. The dining room is cooler. My friends are coming. Oh, I want a big celebration. It is my regeneration. It's my—my true circumcision. You have circumcised my heart with your love. Master, it will be the last feast. No more feasts now for Matthew, the excise man. No more worldly feasts. Only an eternal rejoicing, because I have been redeemed, and I am serving you, and I am loved by you. How much I have cried!' How much during the past months! I have been crying for almost three months. I did not know what to do. I wanted to come. But how could I, with my unclean soul, come to you, the Holy One? You were cleansing it with repentance and charity, towards me and your neighbor. Peter, come here. Peter, who is so astonished that he has not yet said one word, comes forward. The two men, both elderly, thick-set and stout, are now facing each other, and Jesus, handsome and smiling, is between them. Peter, you asked me many times who was the unknown man of the purse which James used to bring us. Here he is, in front of you. Who? That rob—uh, forgive me, Master. Who could have imagined it was you, and that you were able to tear out a piece of your own heart every week and make that rich offering, you who were our our despair on account of your usury? I know, I taxed you unfairly, but— now I kneel down before you all, and I say to you, do not reject me. He has accepted me. Don't be more severe than he is. Peter, who sees Matthew at his feet, suddenly lifts him bodily, roughly but affectionately. Stand up. You don't have to ask me or the others to forgive you. You must ask him. We, well, never mind. We are more or less thieves like you. Oh, I have said it. Cursed be my tongue, But that's me, I say what I think, and that's what's in my heart, is also on my lips. Come, let us make a pact of peace and love. And he kisses Matthew on his cheeks. The others do the same, more or less affectionately. I say so because Andrew is somewhat reserved out of shyness, and Judas Iscariot is icy. He seems to be embracing a bundle of snakes, so aloof and brief is his embrace. Matthew hears a noise and goes out. Master, says Judas Iscariot, I do not think that is wise. The Pharisees are already accusing you, and you, an excise man, as one of your disciples, an excise man, after a prostitute, do you want to ruin yourself? If so, tell us that, that we may make ourselves scarce, is that it? Concludes Peter ironically. Who spoke to you? I know that you are not speaking to me. I, instead, am speaking to your noble soul." To your most pure and wise soul, I know that you, a member of the temple, smell the stench of sin in us poor people who are not of the temple. I am aware that you, a full Judean, a blend of Pharisee, Sadducee, and Herodian, half a scribe and a dash of an Essene, do you wish any more noble words? I am aware you do not feel at home with us, and you are like a magnificent allos caught in a net full of gudgeons. What can we do? He caught us, and we— are staying. If you feel uncomfortable, you had better go away. We shall all have some respite. Also he who, see, is irritated with me and with you, with me because I lack patience and also, yes, also charity, but even more with you because you understand nothing, notwithstanding all your alleged attributes, and you have neither charity nor humility nor respect. You have nothing, my boy, except a lot of hot air, and God grant it is harmless.' Jesus has allowed Peter to speak while he is standing with folded arms, pressed lips, a stern look, and piercing eyes. At the end, he says, Have you finished, Peter? Have you also cleansed your heart of the yeast that was inside it? You have done the right thing. Today is Passover for a son of Abraham. Christ's call is like the blood of the Lamb on your souls. And where his call is, there will be no more faults. There will be no more fault If he who receives it is faithful to it, my call is redemption and is to be celebrated without any yeast. Not a word is spoken to Judas. Peter is quiet and mortified. Our host is coming back, says Jesus, and with some friends. Do not let us show them anything but virtue. Who is not capable of doing so should go out. Do not be like the Pharisees who oppress people with precepts which they cannot keep themselves. Matthew comes back in with some other men, and the banquet starts. Jesus is in the center between Peter and Matthew. They speak of many things, and Jesus patiently explains to this and that one what they want to know. There are also complaints about the Pharisees who despise them. Well, come to him who does not despise you, says Jesus, and believe in such a way that at least good people may not scorn you. You are good, but you are the only one. No, these are like me, and then there is the Father, God, who loves him, who repents, and wants to become his friends again. If man should lack everything, but the Father should still remain, would man's joy not be full? The banquet is at the end, when a servant nods to the landlord and says something to him. Master, Eli, Simon, and Joachim are asking to come in and speak to you. Do you wish to see them? Certainly. My friends here are excise men, and that is what they are coming to see. Let them see. It would be no use hiding it. It would not serve any good purpose, because evil tongues would make the situation worse, stating that there were also prostitutes here. Let them come in. Three Pharisees come in. They look around with ironical smiles and are about to speak. But Jesus, who has stood up and goes to meet them with Matthew, precedes them. He lays one hand on Matthew's shoulder and says, O true children of Israel, I salute you, and I give you a great piece of news that will bring great joy to your hearts, the hearts of perfect Israelites, pining for the observance of the law in every heart to give glory to God. Here, Matthew, the son of Alpheus, as from today, is no longer the sinner, the scandal of Capernaum. A mangy sheep of Israel has been cured. Rejoice! After him other mangy sheep will be cured, and your town, in the holiness of which you are so interested, will be pleasing to God for its holiness. He leaves everything to serve God. Give the kiss of peace to the Israelite led astray, who is returning to Abraham's bosom. Is he returning with excise men in a joyful banquet? Oh, it is truly a gracious conversion. Look over there, Eli. That is Josiah, the procurer of women. And that is Simon of Isaac, the adulterer. And that one? That's Azariah, the gambling housekeeper, in whose gambling house Romans and Judeans play, quarrel, and go with women. Master, do you know who these are? Did you know? I did. Well, then why did you people of Capernaum, you disciples, why did you allow all this? I'm surprised at you, Simon of Jonas. And you, Philip, you are known here. And you, Nathaniel, I am surprised. You, a true Israelite, why did you allow your master to eat with excisemen men and sinners? Is there no more mis- restraint in Israel? The three Pharisees are thoroughly scandalized. Jesus says, leave my disciples in peace. I wanted it, only I. Obviously, when one acts as a saint and is not a saint, one soon falls into unpardonable errors. And when disciples are taught not to have respect, they do not have respect even for the law. I am still smarting under the disrespectful laughter at me, Eli the Pharisee, from this man, a Judean of the Temple. One teaches what one knows. You are wrong, Eli. You are all wrong. One teaches what one knows, that is true. And I know the law, and I teach those who do not know it, that is, sinners. I know that you are already masters of your souls. Sinners are not. I am looking for their souls, which I give back to them, so that they may bring them to me again, as they are, sick, wounded, soiled, and I may cure and cleanse them. I have come for that. It is sinners that need the Savior, and I have come to save them. Try and understand me, and do not hate me without cause. Jesus is gentle, convincing, humble, but the three Pharisees are hissed thistles, all covered with aculae and they go out showing disgust. They have gone. We will now be criticized everywhere, whispers Judas Iscariot. Let them do as they wish. Make sure that the Father does not criticize you. Do not be upset, Matthew, nor you, his friends. Our conscience says, do no harm. That is enough. Jesus sits down, and it all ends.